What's up, guys, and welcome to the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Sam Borlick. We've got preseason underway, Warriors back from Japan, kicking off their second week of training camp. We've got some roster changes, some contracts up in the air and a few other things to talk about. So let's get right into it. First and foremost, want to talk about the two games in Japan, preseason matches versus the Washington Wizards. 96-87, the first game, Warriors get the win against the Wizards. Some noticeable, some noticeable comments from the game. James Wiseman looked really good, first and foremost. Uh, 20 points and eight rebounds, first play off the bench. He had a really strong putback dunk, um, some very nice defensive plays, contesting without fouling, forced a few missed shots, and got a few blocks. So really encouraging to see that from James Wiseman. Obviously, this is a preseason game, um, not regular season. He's not going up against first units. But, you know, let's be fair. The kid is still super young, super inexperienced. So at this point, James Wiseman being healthy and available and making good use of opportunity and showing improvement is really what we want to see from him. Um, you know, if he's able to string together a couple good weeks, a couple good months, um, I think, you know, we could in Warriors land feel a lot more reassurance around his promise as a long-term piece for this team. Obviously, he has all the potential, sky's the limit. It's just been an unfortunate turn of events for him in his young career with being healthy and available to play and obviously just being inexperienced as um, main concerns with his play thus far. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, this was one of our free agent additions. He also looked really good, um, came off the bench. Similar, just reminded me of Otto Porter Jr., not in the positional fit because obviously DiVincenzo's a guard and Otto Porter's a forward wing, but... He just fit right in from the start, mistake-free, does a little bit of everything, can handle the ball, can pass, can shoot, can attack the basket, um, plays within the flow of the offense, understands the team, the dynamic, what's going on, what the coach is trying to do, the Warriors offense. Um, he can really be a leader and bring that veteran presence off the bench, which is something that the Warriors need on this team. We've got um, the core six guys and a lot of young pieces. And so a guy like DiVincenzo, who isn't high maintenance, who doesn't need the ball in his hands, who can do a little bit of everything, I think he just fits great um, and had a very nice showing in the first preseason game. Moses Moody, really active defensively. You can see that Moody's being thrown into this point of attack defender type role, kind of like what uh, GP2 did last season, defending at half court, getting up into guys. He guarded Bradley Beal and Rui Hachimura. Hachimura is more like a power forward, you know, whereas Beal is a combo guard, shooting guard. So just kind of shows the versatility that they'd like for Moses Moody, a guy who can guard one through four. You know, we're not just talking about a uh, wing stopper who's going to guard, you know, one through three. So that was really interesting to see. We'll see how his game develops. Moody, I think, of the of the trio of Moody, Kaminga, and Wiseman, I peg Moody is most likely to take a step forward and have a, a consistent and meaningful rotation this season for the Warriors. He's a guy who can 
uh, step up and hit wide open threes, attack the rim, rebound, and defend at a high level. Curry, Poole, Wiggins, Draymond, um, pretty rough shooting night. I think Curry and Poole were like two for 11. Um, Wiggins was just missing in action. I mean, he played in the game, but just did not have his presence felt. Clay Thompson was a DNP rest. Clay Thompson wouldn't actually play in either preseason games, which Steve Kerr clarified or Clay Thompson clarified himself, is really a mental hurdle for him at this point. Obviously, um, re-injuring himself uh, uh, several years ago during his first return from rehab, it's just a hurdle he needs to get over um, to feel comfortable. So as a precautionary measure, Clay Thompson sat out. He's still ramping up in summer in summer camp, training camp. Um, he hasn't yet started scrimmaging yet, but everything feels good. So this is more of just Clay taking his time to get back and get ready and prepare for the next regular season, not wanting to rush things, feeling a little bit of PTSD as far as, you know, past injuries had gone for him. So, you know, makes sense, no problem. But you could tell the Warrior starters, other than Kavon Looney, not really locked in, a little rusty, you know, the time off had obviously had an effect. So I don't think there's really too much to take away from that. Um, this was just more excuse and opportunity to give the young guys uh, a chance to play and see what they can do. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga, interesting thing about him, they have Kaminga playing the three, more of a facilitator. Um, the team teams have the scouting report on Kaminga a little bit, so they're they're forcing him to shoot it. They're not giving him open lanes. They're putting bigger bodies on him. Um, and so I think that's going to be that's gonna be challenging for Kaminga. He's going to need to to kind of develop and grow in his role. For the Warriors last season, Kaminga played a lot of four and at times five. So that was kind of advantage to Kaminga in the open floor to get to the rim if he's faster than the guy who's guarding him. Now, based on changing the position that he's playing more as a three, the guys that are defending him are probably going to be able to stay with him a little bit more. So he's not going to have as many line drives to the basket, which means um, he's going to be tempted to shoot. He's going to be forced to shoot the three, shoot the outside shot, which is why during Summer League we saw Kaminga, and a point of emphasis for the Warriors was really getting Kaminga those reps, getting a lot of shots. He was really becoming a volume shooter. So um, similar to how Juan Toscano Anderson struggled a little bit when you when you talk about just player comparisons, Toscano Anderson had an incredible year uh, season to, I want to say three years ago. And then the next year, and you know, in that role, he was kind of playing the mini Draymond role. So he was a four slash five. And then the next season, they really asked him to play more of a three and he struggled. And so we'll see um, kind of similar what they're doing with Kaminga here, shifting him from the four five to the three. Um, Kaminga's still young, a ton of opportunity and talent, obviously number, number seven pick overall in last year's draft. So that's just going to be interesting to see how Kaminga develops and adapts in his new role. Um, but I do think, like I said earlier, Moody is probably best positioned to have the most meaningful impact for the Warriors coming off the bench, just based off what he can do, uh, and his skill set. Obviously Kaminga and Wiseman have a ton of upside and talent um, down the road. Patrick Baldwin Jr. This is the first that we really got to see him play. Um, was injured coming out of the draft. Um, you know, this is a guy that has that was highly touted in high school. He had a pretty bad ankle injury, had a tough 
college stint, did not perform well um, in the draft in his uh, in his draft workouts. And so he fell to the Warriors as a late first round pick. Um, first play, Patrick Baldwin Jr. off the bench, catch and shoot three, top of the key swish. So um, this is a guy who's about 6'9", 6'10". He's big. He's a big body. Reminds me a lot of um, Kevon Looney in terms of just size. But um, he can shoot, obviously. It, the shot looked good, and um, he was not shooting well in college, but the form looked really good. And so this was a case of kind of the eye test where you see the guys, the form, the mechanic, the fundamentals, it all looks good, but it didn't result in made baskets and percentages. So you can look at other contributing factors like the role. Uh, teams were really keyed in on him on that team because the, t- the talent around him wasn't as good. For the Warriors, though, it looks like Patrick Baldwin Jr., when he's in the game, he's going to be getting a lot of wide open threes because the other team's going to be focusing on, their, on other guys. Um, and it certainly looked good. So that was really exciting to see him. Uh, Quindary Weatherspoon. You know, he's currently on a two-way for the Warriors. He was last year as well. He's kind of the epitome of a, of a hustle player. Um, just dirty work, do a lot of everything. He had a really nice sequence closing the third quarter. Um, the Wizards had the ball in the final possession of the third. He gets a steal and then gets a buzzer beater layup in traffic to close the quarter. Um, struggled after that in the fourth, but just shows the kind of upside that he can bring to the Warriors, just a guy who's going to compete at a really high level, play really hard, and make those type of hard-nosed plays that can potentially win you games. Um, Closing a quarter, you need to come up with a stop. He does it and has the the recognition that immediately he needs to take it end-to-end and able to convert in the closing seconds of the quarter. Game two for the Warriors against the the Wizards, 104-95. Warriors got the win again. Um, There wasn't a ton to take away from this game other than Patrick Baldwin Jr. was four of five from three. Uh, He led the team in a plus 23. So um, just kind of echoing what I said before, Patrick Baldwin Jr., the shot looks great. The open threes are going to be money for this kid. So um, he was pretty good on defense too. Uh, so I think this is going to be a really exciting rookie. It looks like a steal already at, at where the Warriors got him. Um, I don't think he's going to really end up in the rotation and play meaningful minutes for Steve Kerr. But, you know, Michael Porter Jr., Rashad Lewis, uh, Camaro, Car- Carmelo Anthony, there's already been a ton of player comparisons to this kid. Um, he just looks like he's going to be really fun to watch. So Really exciting, again, to get to see him finally because we did not get to see him in Summer League, and he was pretty exciting to watch play. The stroke looks pure. Uh, Steve Kerr said he has a great feel on both sides, so that's obviously really great to hear. Kind of the opposite of James Wiseman as a rookie. Um, You know, Patrick Baldwin Jr., a much better sense of where he needs to be on offense and defense. Um, High high IQ player, you know, coach's son. Just just what Kerr said, great feel for the game. Obviously, there still needs he still is going to need to learn a lot as a young player and a rookie, especially playing um, at the four and maybe even the five. Um, but you just see, you know, different players, their mentalities, their background in history. You know, Wiseman is more of a raw, you know, pure athleticism and, and all of this potential and upside. But he needs to still build and develop that feel for the game. 
Patrick Baldwin Jr., you know, he's not going to jump jump off the screen athletically, but he brings another dimension to the game with his shooting and just being able to do a little bit of everything um, and understand where he needs to be on both sides of the floor. So that was a quick little update from Japan. Warriors again, back from Japan. Let's talk about Jordan Poole. And uh, before we get into Jordan Poole, Tyler Hero. So the Miami Heat officially uh, extended Tyler Hero four-year, $130 million deal. This, you know, really sets the market for Poole now. So before, before this deal had been signed, you had a few other deals that were kind of on the table as far as comparisons for Jordan Poole and what he, what we might expect that Jordan Poole will expect, which was Jalen Brunson and Anthony Simons, who each were around four-year, $100 million, give or take. And so that was kind of, you know, more or less what you thought Poole was going to go for. But now you've got Hero setting the bar a little bit higher, four-year, 130. And obviously, well, not obviously, but in my opinion, Poole is better than Tyler Hero. Um, and you could make the argument you know, regular season and postseason, Poole has already accomplished more than Hero has. So, yeah, good for Poole. <laughs> Maybe not the best for the Warriors, who are in a really tough situation with the salary cap, their you know, the luxury tax, and the future of this team is questionable as far as who are they going to be able to retain or not. So, um, Jordan Poole... I believe the Warriors have until October 17th to extend an offer to Jordan Poole before he would be a restricted free agent, which basically means the open market can dictate his price. Warriors can match any deal that he gets, but you risk having to pay Poole more. So it's going to be interesting. Um, Bob Myers talked about before going to Japan that the Warriors were going to meet with Jordan Poole's representation and talk contract stuff when they returned. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how all of that develops. Do the Warriors and Jordan Poole work things out before the season? Do they let it ride? Um, is Jordan Poole looking to just make the most money he can? You know, it's tough. There's a lot of dynamics at play on both sides. There's definitely you know, a pride thing as far as like, man, this guy got 130, you know, I think I'm worth 140. But then it's also like, you know, how much do you want the money that you're willing to walk away and play for another team? Um, you know, maybe he he's okay to stick around with the Warriors. He's like, hey, what's the difference of, um, you know, 100 million versus 130 million? Obviously, $30 million is a lot of money. So it's not for me to say what he should or shouldn't do. But obviously, the bar has been set pretty high for Jordan Poole's market rate. And that's going to be an interesting story to continue to watch as it develops. The man should be paid rightfully so. I'd hate to see him play for another team. He just fits so well for the Warriors. Um, he gives you that Steph Curry insurance that you know when Curry needs to miss some games during the regular season that Jordan Poole can step right in. Um, when Steph Curry needs to, uh, you know, sit out for rest. Jordan Poole's going to slot in and just make an immediate impact. And so, um, so exciting on all three levels as a scorer still has so much room to grow defensively. Um, you know, sky's the limit for this kid. I, I really think that the Warriors need 
to do everything in their power to retain Jordan Poole, even if that means um, paying him more than they'd like to. Um, let's see, other news going on for the Warriors. Mac McClung and Trevion Williams were waived from training camp to make room for Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb. Uh, Ty Jerome played in Summer League and in the last two preseason games. Looked pretty good. Um, you know, the, the Warriors are just evaluating young talent at this point. We know that the roster's locked. Um, I guess I didn't announce this earlier since the last podcast, but Andre Iguodala has officially re-signed with the Warriors. He said it's his last year. So you've got 14 guaranteed contracts. And you've got Quindary Weatherspoon in Lester Quinones on two ways. Um, and so really they're just looking at, they're just evaluating the end of the bench guys, the Santa Cruz guys, um, because that's really what summer league and preseason is all about. Um, Warriors are likely going to leave the 15th roster spot vacant and open for tax reasons. You know, should some unexpected injuries come around, uh, maybe they could use that spot later in the future. So, um, you know, when we're talking about kind of these these end of the bench signings, uh, Mac McClung, Trevion Williams, these guys were on summer league uh, training camp deals, non guaranteed contracts. So, um, you know, you you get a look at a guy and you like or you don't like what you see, and you give somebody else a shot. That you know, it's it's a it's a battle here. These guys are uh, playing for their NBA lives. They're trying to make noise, get an opportunity, and make the most of it. Um, one side note, I didn't look too much into this, but uh, Anthony Lamb, there's a little bit of controversy controversy with him. Um, there's some allegations from his college days that he was potentially involved um, in some rape and sexual assault. So um, I don't know, you know, the full results of the legal investigation. I'd hope that the Warriors have done their due diligence into the matter before, you know, bringing someone onto the roster that has kind of this um, this reputation, you know, based on what the Warriors have always done with these high character guys that they've brought into the organization. I'd like to think that they've done their due diligence and they feel like Lamb wasn't involved. Um, but certainly the reaction that I saw on Twitter is there was a lot of people who were surprised to see that the Warriors um, brought this guy in on a uh, training camp deal based on, again, those looming um, allegations and, and, and um, accusations that are, that are kind of investigations that are under. So in other news for the Warriors, we've got two more preseason games on the schedule, October 9th versus the Lakers at Chase and October 11th versus Portland also at Chase. So we are really, for the Warriors, they are really in the heat of Summer League in training, sorry, not summer, they keep saying that, in training camp mode right now. Um, they're working hard. You've got your vets who are trying to get up, get back into basketball shape after the grueling postseason. You've got these battling young players who are looking for an opportunity. You've got the Warriors trying to work out offensive and defensive schemes. I mean, this is the bread and butter. This is the real time that coaching staff and players are able to work on things. In the regular season, you rarely get time for practice. And so this is the time they introduce defensive sets. This is the time they introduce offensive schemes. This is where, this is where you do the real work. Um, and so the Warriors are in the middle of that. 
Like I said, he got about a little less than a week until their next preseason game. Um, we're going to be continuing to watch on news for Jordan Poole and his status. Um, but otherwise, yeah, NBA action kicks off in just a few weeks. Opening night is October 18th, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, October 18th. So that's going to be really exciting. We are less than two weeks away. Oh, my gosh. So the NBA regular season is just around the corner. The dog days of summer are behind us. It's an exciting time to be a Warriors fan. We've got all these new, young exciting faces to watch for warriors you know have high aspirations of running it back for another championship this season at this point in you know season hasn't even kicked off yet but just looking at the other teams and looking at around the league and you see what's happened with the suns and you know the health of the clippers up in the air um you know the, the situation in boston how it's unfolding uh you got to like the Warriors' chances at repeating, for sure. Um, I don't see major roadblocks in the West nor in the East. Um, so you need to take advantage of opportunities when they present themselves, execute in the regular season, and set yourself up for some postseason opportunities and success. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little bit about fantasy hoops. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges before any other ranks list? That's right, it was the Brewski 150. And you probably turned those huge wins into some cash, didn't you? Great. Well, this is the year. The Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time. And all Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com and click on the premium tab to grab membership or draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. Check back daily with more features and go dominate your fantasy leagues again with Sports Ethos. And once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, Sports Ethos presentation. Please subscribe and rate the show if you haven't already. Give me a follow over on Twitter. That's Thanks for tuning in, guys.